0: This is Building Resilience podcast, episode 156, Loneliness During the Holidays. Welcome to Building Resilience, a podcast where theory, practical strategies, and inspiring stories show you how to unlock your best life. I'm your host, Leah Davidson. As a certified life coach, speech language pathologist, and nervous system resilience expert, it is my mission to teach you how to be more resilient to life's adversities. I will show you how to manage your mind, befriend your nervous system, process your emotions, and even eliminate stress. It's time to do more than just survive. It's time to thrive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Building Resilience podcast. How is everyone doing? I know we are In a very busy season, a very busy time of the year, I can't believe that we are already in mid-December. I remember when I was a kid, time just seemed to go so, so slowly. And then as an adult, the older you get, it's just like you blink and all of a sudden we're in another holiday season. So I can't believe how quickly it's gone. I am also in the middle of launching my advanced training for nervous system resilience. We are going to be starting a new cohort at the beginning of January. I am super excited about that. If you are interested, the link is in the show notes to sign up. I would love to have you as you will learn so much about your nervous system. And if you're a coach or a helping professional, you will be able to share all this knowledge with your clients as well. So hopefully you have the information about that and check it out. You can go sign up. The link is in the show notes. Today we are talking about loneliness in the holiday season because we're in the holiday season. And as I talked about last week, it really is a busy time, but sometimes there are things that you can do to prep and calm your nervous system like we talked about last week. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode. But as I also mentioned, the holidays can be a bit difficult for some people. Some people are grieving losses. Some are going through really big challenges and adversities. Some have bad memories associated with the holidays. And some people are just lonely. And loneliness can happen when you are alone. So maybe when you're physically going to be alone, but it can also happen when you just feel like you are alone. So let's first clarify with some definitions. Now, being alone is actually a physical state where you're physically by yourself. You are on your own and no one else is around you. But being lonely is an emotional state where you feel alone. Maybe you feel disconnected or rejected or you just feel like you don't belong. Even though you sometimes can be technically surrounded by people, you can feel this loneliness. So both can happen over the holidays. You may actually be alone Or you may be feeling lonely because you are feeling disconnected, or as I said earlier, going through some type of challenge or adversity or just grieving. Now, there are a lot of different things that can cause holiday loneliness. The holidays can actually be very triggering. And like I said, it could be because you've lost somebody either this past year or maybe in previous years. This is probably one of the more common reasons. It reminds us of who we've lost and who has passed on and who is not going to be here for these holidays. And it may not be somebody who has passed away. Maybe you broke up with somebody. Maybe you got divorced. Maybe you are estranged from someone. Or maybe you've moved. Maybe you're in a new location or a new job. It could also be that you're not going to be visiting your family or maybe no family is coming to visit you. You're missing somebody. Maybe they're away or they live too far. Maybe they're deployed or on a mission or it's not their year to come to visit you because I know a couple of my kids, they rotate years when they come visit. So there's lots of reasons for absence. But then sometimes loneliness is because you haven't found somebody special that you want to spend the holidays with. Or sometimes you did not grow up with good memories of childhood or the holidays, so you feel lonely when you see other people around you celebrating. Comparison can also make you feel lonely. You look around and everyone else seems to have something or somebody or someone. And of course, this is only our perception, but it may feel like everybody else has someone. Why am I alone? You may also feel lonely just anticipating a future change. Maybe you are already feeling lonely because you know that your kids are getting older and they're starting to leave the nest. It could also be that you have had an injury or an illness and you already feel lonely, but then the season kind of amplifies it. It amplifies all the changes you have been experiencing. I know this is a very common one with my clients who have suffered head injuries. Maybe you also feel lonely because of some challenges that you're having right now. Maybe you are stuck in team hypo. And when you're stuck there, you're likely gonna feel lots of emotions like loneliness and think lots of thoughts that will support and create that feeling. All this to say, you are not alone for feeling lonely. There are probably many, many reasons, many other reasons that I didn't list because this is obviously not an exhaustive list. But if you feel lonely, there is often a good reason. Regardless of the reason, there are a few practical things that you can do. So practically, these are things that you can do to actually change what's going on in your circumstances. But then there are also things that you can do to help you with your mindset to change how you're thinking about things. And you probably will want to do both. If you can change things, like change your circumstances to help you, then why not? But often what happens is we can't change the actual circumstance directly. So next, we try to change some surrounding circumstances. And lastly, you can just then allow your feelings and decide how you want to think about things if you can't really change any circumstance around you. So for example, if you're feeling lonely because someone you love has passed, well, we can't really change that circumstance, but you may be able to change the circumstances around it, like reaching out to friends and family for support, but then you will also need to allow yourself to feel and to grieve, maybe to find some peace by shifting your thoughts to thinking of fond memories or something like that. So some of the tips I'm going to offer, they're a mix of all three. Some suggestions are trying to change the actual circumstance. Sometimes it's to shift the surrounding around the circumstance. And other ones are to shift your mindset and allow your feelings. There is no right or wrong way to try to cope with loneliness during the holidays. I often tell my clients that sharing ideas does not mean that you'll always find one helpful. But what it often does is it plants a seed in your mind of something that might work for you. So while you listen to these tips and tricks and ideas, they may not completely resonate with you, but hopefully they will inspire you to come up with your own way to help yourself. So the first one I'm gonna offer is to reframe your expectations. When our reality does not meet our expectations, we suffer. That pretty much is the definition of all suffering. When we are fighting against reality, when reality does not meet our expectations, we suffer. Sometimes we expect things to go smoothly all the time or that we expect people to be reaching out or maybe we expect them to be remembering that this is gonna be a hard Christmas because perhaps we've experienced a loss. But as much as people love you, they also do have their own things going on. We also need to manage our own expectations for ourselves, that we likely will feel sad or feel grief, that maybe we won't have the energy to do all the things that people want us to do or that we even wanna do, So we may need to pace ourselves. Or we may know that a certain time or activity will be really challenging, and we can anticipate that it will be challenging, that it's not gonna go completely smoothly. You want to be reasonable about what you expect. It may be tough, so go easy on yourself and offer yourself lots of self-compassion. The second tip is to practice equal airtime. Sometimes it's really easy to get swallowed up in feeling lonely or feeling that grief or sadness. It can be really overwhelming. We can get consumed by it. But I want to offer, there is always a little something to be grateful for. When you focus on all the negative, make sure that you also focus on what else is there. What is going on in the world? What brings light? What do you have to be grateful for? What memories do you have that are good? When we are stuck on the sad and lonely channel only, we will often be stuck on the sad and lonely channel, but we want to make sure that we also take a few minutes every day just to turn to the appreciation and the gratitude channel. We wanna try to give equal airtime to those glimmers and hopeful moments and thin moments, tiny little sparks, little rays of sunshine. We need to sometimes look specifically for them. Let your brain search for the good. What you tell your brain to look for your brain will actually go and find, even if it is just a micro moment. We want to introduce that micro moment of light and we wanna spend time with that micro moment. So we wanna try to give equal airtime to both the hard and the easy, the good and the bad, the dark and the light. Now, the third thing is holidays can be especially hard if you are used to doing things a certain way and you won't be able to do them that way anymore. While there can be some comfort in doing the same things over and over again, like having the same traditions, it can actually also be refreshing to do something completely different and to start a new tradition. This is something that I know that when I did get divorced, I decided right then and there, we're not gonna be doing all the exact same things. There were some things that we wanted to continue doing that I knew that my kids enjoyed, but we would introduce different things and new things. And that is exactly what I did. It really helped to have something different to look forward to that did not have a lot of sad memories attached to it. Now, at first, it may be hard, but eventually, if you continue doing something over and over again, it can turn into a new tradition. Now, the fourth thing you can do when you feel lonely, often you lack connection, but there are different kinds of connections. So you wanna be open to the different kinds of connection that are out there. Perhaps you can find some people to connect with you on a more social level. Maybe they'll go out with you. Maybe they'll go see a show with you or a movie or attend an event. Then maybe you have somebody else that you can seek out, someone who maybe can reminisce with you, maybe mourn with you and share memories with you and cry with you, someone who you feel comforted with. Maybe there is someone else who is also feeling alone and sad and wants to share some time together with somebody else. You could be that person for them. Now, connection can also be made with people virtually as well. So be open to whatever kind of connection is there. Maybe it's with a close family member. Maybe it's with a stranger. Maybe it's in person. Maybe it's virtually. Just be open to it all. The fifth thing I want to offer, it's okay to not be okay. As much as you want to feel better and others may want you to feel better, it is okay to not be okay. It's okay to mourn and grieve. You want to give yourself compassion and space and permission to mourn and grieve. It's okay to feel lonely and sad. And you can listen back to episode 149, where I talked all about how to feel hard feelings. Mm -hmm. Just because it's the holidays does not mean you have to be happy or you have to get over things. It's okay to not be okay. You may even want to decide that every day you're going to set some specific time aside to grieve or feel sad. Give yourself permission to do that and give yourself lots of self-compassion. You don't have to explain it to anybody. You are allowed to feel, but be compassionate with yourself. But the sixth thing I wanna offer at the same time, it's okay to not feel okay, but it's also okay to treat yourself to something special, to something that allows you to feel some joy, to feel good. Is there something small that you can look forward to? a special gift, a certain meal, an experience, some time off, a movie you've been looking forward to, treat yourself to something that you would not ordinarily do for yourself. Go over the top because you do deserve it. Now, the seventh thing you can do is it's really helpful to be prepared with a list of things to do. Sometimes when we're on team hypo and we're feeling really lonely, it can be really hard to think of things we may wanna do in the moments when we feel really bad. So you may wanna consider making a running list for yourself of activities that you find energizing so that you can turn to them when you are feeling really low. And you can also make a list of activities that you find depleting. So you can remind yourself of what you might want to avoid. On that list, you can also include who, who energizes you, who depletes you, and then plan to spend time with the energizers and limit the time with the depleters. Now, the eighth thing you can do is it can be sometimes really helpful to schedule time or to find the time to deliberately help other people. Maybe others who are in a similar situation, or maybe they're just struggling with something completely different, but they're feeling the loneliness too. Thinking about serving someone else can be a great distraction. It can actually make you feel less lonely. When we feel really stuck, turning outward can be a really good distraction. Overall, you want to be practicing some self-compassion, allowing yourself to feel and not be okay, giving some space to feel lonely and grieve, but then to shift gears and seek the glimmers, the micro moments of hope. We can do that by serving others. We can do that by connecting with others who are in similar situations with us. You may also want to start new traditions, new activities. Do something different, plan something different, reward yourself, maybe connect with people online or people that you wouldn't ordinarily hang out with. And then of course, manage your expectations, reframe expectations. Be careful what you make things mean. It's hard enough dealing with the clean pain of loss and grief and loneliness that you don't want to pile on interpretations like nobody cares about me or nobody wants to spend time with me. So go back to episode 76, where I talk all about clean pain and dirty pain so you can learn more. Let's just try to deal with the clean pain of the season. There's enough of that going around. We don't have to pile on all the added judgments and interpretations of the dirty pain. I also want to offer that it is good to remind yourself you are resilient and resilient means feeling it all. The sadness, the grief, the loneliness, but also the hope and the light. Take it one step at a time. Celebrate all the little wins you have. Celebrate how much courage and how brave you are. And again, lots of self-compassion. You're constantly going to be throwing in there some self-compassion because the holidays are difficult. These are just a few tips and ideas. Hopefully they stimulated some of your own ideas. Hopefully it also increased your awareness that the holidays can be really hard for many people. Think of the people in your life who need some extra support. Who could you do with giving them a call or invite them to come over or go for a walk or play plate of cookies or a text? And I'm going to offer, if your automatic answer was me, I'm the person who needs extra support. I'm the person who needs a call then I just want to offer you to turn it around and reach out to somebody else who is likely in a situation similar to yours. Be generous with your reaching out, as we never really know who is struggling this season. Sometimes it's obvious who's struggling, sometimes it's not. So let's just reach out and make sure we offer people as much kindness and compassion as possible. That's what I have for you today, and I will see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.